Hello, welcome to the first episode of a brand new podcast called The Silent Protagonist, where a group of friends talk about what we know and love best, video games, and most nerd culture. Most. Uh, my name is Phil. I'm joined by my friends and co-host Seth. Hey, what's going on, man? And Mike. Hello, everyone. So as you know, guys, know the video game industry is bigger than ever, and we're on the verge of a next generation of gaming. Now, Sony and Microsoft both announced that their next consoles, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, and both have shown a gameplay from first and third party studios. Now, Microsoft just had their first party showcase on Thursday. We saw a gameplay from Halo Infinite and a bunch of other titles. Now, Seth, I want to go to you first. What were your thoughts on the conference? Um, I'm going to be really honest. I watched it, uh, watched it with my girlfriend. And as someone who's really into gaming, it, a lot of it came off as extremely boring. There was nothing that I was excited about, uh, with the exception of the DLC for the Outer Worlds and Psychonauts. Um, my girlfriend, she's a casual gamer, and she watched it, and she honestly just came away like, this does nothing for her. Like, there was nothing, like, super exciting for anyone, unless you're a fan of, like, a certain property. Like, if you're a big Halo fan, then you probably saw Halo Infinite, and you were like, oh, yes, I can't wait for this to drop. This is good. But for me, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that probably down the line is going to be really innovative once they get it out there, but for me, I, I give it like a C, maybe a C plus, if anything. Okay. Now, what about you, Mike? Well, I figure it's messed up that I had to go second, but, you know, it's kind of <laughs> messed up. But, but hey, back to what you were saying before. And I saw the Xbox showcase, and I thought it was a pretty solid showcase. I think that what Microsoft was trying to do is to get the Sony fans on board with their system by showing a different variety of different types of games, showing off games that show all different aspects of different graphics and things to try to get more of that type of gamer to their system. Because I know like over the years, Microsoft had a lot of different uh, original games and IPs and then they just stopped using them or just got rid of them for whatever reason. Uh, so now, I guess with I know it's with this generation. It looks like, hey, look, we we, we got a game from Rare, and uh, oh look, uh, um, we got this uh, oh, Fable's coming back. And uh, I think what really stood out with me was Halo Infinite because I was a Halo fan, and I thought it showed classic Halo, classic campaign, 60 frames per second. Nothing looked drawn in. It looked very expensive. I would say. The one thing that I was that kind of stood out to me was that machine gun looking Tommy gun alien weapon. I don't know, it kind of looked like the gun that Takashi 69 had in his Coda video. I don't know. So it just, I was like, Lucky with the sticky nades. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> but, but sticking with the same topic with Halo Infinite, because you guys, you two were the biggest Halo fans. I know when it first came out, um, from where it began to you guys seeing it now, how are you feeling? Are you still excited for Halo or is it something that you feel like you want that you personally want to move on from? Well, if I could interject, the way I see it with Halo, it's like in that line from that movie, 
every th every time I thought I was done, it pulls me back in. So it's just something about the franchise that showing, seeing John the Spartan, and seeing him just you know wrecking things and being able to control like a powerful, um, like a superhuman person and being able to kill aliens and save the world. So it's, it's, it's a nice simple aspect that I think just calls on people. So. It's like, you know what it is? It's like our generation's golden eye, I would say. Like just a, a franchise that we see, we'll have fun with it. We, we know we will. Is it original? It'll probably be stale at some point, but um, you know, it's uh, it's for the memories. It's uh, member berries. Okay, so Seth, now is there, any, is there any Halo fatigue or do you feel the same way Mike does? I'm actually the total opposite direction of where Mike is in terms of Halo. Um, I was really big on Halo 3. I probably played the hell out of it. I think I got almost every damn achievement in the original Halo 3 on the 360. I remember playing 4, and I just really could not get into it. I just didn't enjoy it. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the majority of the story. You mean Reach, right? I haven't played 5. Oh, four. No, not Reach, no. Reach is yeah. actually my favorite Halo. I'm talking ah, about yes, uh, they did the Halo. actual... Yes. Halo I, um, I haven't even played Halo 5 Guardians. Like, I remember there was a lot of hype behind that, and I was seeing stuff for it, and it came out, and for me, I was just like, no. Um, Halo isn't my cup of tea anymore, but I respect what it is as a legacy game. So, I mean, when it comes out, depending on what else is coming out on the Series X when it does come out, if no, I don't see anything else worth getting. I can see myself picking it up and probably putting some hours into it. But for me, it didn't really spark joy, as it were. And I noticed that it from everything from the showcase, it looks a lot more open worldish and expansive than ever been. You, know, you think that will uh, kind of spice things up in multiplayer or campaign? Um, I wouldn't say multiplayer, but I would definitely say campaign, mainly for the fact that um, if you're able to tell a less linear story, uh, I don't want to say... Uh, something akin to Grand Theft Auto, but just the fact that, you know, if you're the whole storyline and it seems to be able to just transverse the Halo ring so you can go anywhere you want. I mean, as long as storyline makes sense for it to facilitate that, then I'm cool with it. You know, the open world thing does look extremely good. You know, the vistas look good. Oh yeah. And that triple H uh, monster boss at the end of the trailer, uh, the, uh, was it the unbanished or I don't know what it was called? Yeah, but, but I, I looked at it. I thought it was Triple H. So awesome. I just... <laughs> it's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> Basically, the consensus it's you respect the legacy, but you know, for for some, it for for you, Seth, it's something for you to move that you basically would move on from. While Mike still like Mike still is still loving it, and that's cool. Now, um, also, it looks like um the Xbox Game Pass will be the thing to have in the next generation, especially with everything they they stated, that everything that they spoke about in that showcase would be available for Xbox One Game Xbox Game Pass. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Let me go with you first, Seth. So the Microsoft Game Pass, I've actually had the pass. I think I actually have it until about 2022 because I went to E3 and no, I ran game. So it for me, I enjoy the Game Pass because it actually saves money. 
um, Microsoft has it set up so that any first party games uh, that come out from Microsoft Studios, you automatically get for free. And uh, the first time I actually realized that was with Crackdown 3, which I enjoyed the first Crackdown and to a lesser extent, the second Crackdown. And I was interested in the third one, but you know, you, I read some of the reviews and they said that the game was pretty trash. I didn't feel comfortable throwing $60 out there for a game that unilaterally everyone is like, this is probably a game that should have just stayed on last gen. I checked out the game pass and lo and behold, I have Crackdown 3. I don't even have to pay for it. So I was actually able to just jump right into the game without having to put money out. And I mean, they continually do that. I, it's like that for Gears 5. Um, I was actually able to just get Gears 5 through the Game Pass without dealing with it. And I feel that if they, if Microsoft can have their first-party AAA studios come up with more games and better properties and stuff that shows up on the Game Pass, then the Game Pass will continually pay for itself. Okay. And what about you, Mike? Oh, I think that the Game Pass is wonderful. I mean, I got the Game Pass. Uh, I got the Ultimate Edition because Microsoft tricked me. Uh, they <laughs> got rid of the annual regular uh, Xbox Live uh, uh, one-year subscription, and they and they recommended this Ultimate thing. And I said, "All right, let me try it out." And, and, and but after I got it, it's uh, very it's amazing. Uh, I'm able. To, I was able to play. Metal Gear Solid Five because I never got on it when in, uh, during the initial run, but um, just being able to uh, download it and play it and, and as I see fit was awesome. And also the Streets of Rage Four, which I was not, I didn't, I didn't. That came out of left field. So when I saw that on Game Pass, I was saying to myself, "Well, oh, these are the kind of games that are going to be on there." In fact, uh, during the Microsoft Showcase, I was more excited hearing that all the games that they showed are going to be at Game Pass at some point. So it it's almost become the new, like the Netflix of gaming. And I think Microsoft is like the only company that seemed to have understand how to make this work and uh, how to be successful in it. So to me, it's like, keep, keep it going. Yeah, for me personally, I love the Game Pass. Like, at first, when I first got it, I was wondering, like, what is this? Am I going to like this? Is this a waste of my time? Because I think I also also got tricked again in the Ultimate as well, because I didn't know there was a, a lower-tier version of it. But if Microsoft <laughs> stayed true to their word with everything, like, a lot of their first party being available for Xbox Game Pass, um, this, would, this will be a game changer. This will be able to sell consoles getting people to get this system without having to shell out $60 for games, you know, where they could just get that subscription, and just pay $15 a month. That is, that is that, that for me, that, that, that is a huge deal. And I hope that they, I hope they stay on it. Um, Seth, I see you had, you had one last point to make. This coming console generation, the prices for games are going to go up. They're going to be $70. So even more so I have no problem. Let's say I'm going to be, uh, let's say I get the series X. I have no problem saying I'll buy the Series X. I'll put out whatever amount of money I need to put out for the Game Pass. In my situation, I have it for quite some time. But then I don't have to worry about saying I'm going to run out of something, no running out of games that I want to play. Unless I really want to play a third-party game like 2K or Madden, for the most part, I have 
a bevy of games available to choose from for the Game Pass, and then I can go back because they're trying to make the Game Pass backwards compatible for the Series X. So I feel that if Microsoft can come a little bit stronger with their first party titles and make them more enticing, I can definitely see them uh, basically making some waves and getting people to want to buy the console. Not to leave Sony out of this conversation. Now, Sony last month, uh, Sony revealed a lot about the PS5. What, Sony had a reveal? Yes, Mike, they had a reveal. They had it, they had it last month. Um, they revealed a lot about the PS5, uh, more than the company was previously giving us. Um, they showed, they, we saw first-party titles such as Spider-Man Miles Morales and Horizon, um, Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Um, now, um, Seth, let me, let, me start, let me start with you. What were your thoughts on Sony's uh, presser? So Sony's presser was, for me at least, I want to say much better. I do have a PlayStation 4. I play from time to time. Um, and I'm more familiar with the properties. And I feel that in terms of what Sony did with their conference, Sony made sure to show off all the properties that they know people would be familiar with. They did have some new things out there, but they, like, as you said, uh, Forbidden West. They showed that that's no a known a known console seller from their previous generation. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. They showed that Gran Turismo. They showed a lot of things. Um, low key though, I was uh, upset at the uh, the cock tease at the beginning of the conference where uh, the Rockstar logo showed up, and I immediately was thinking, wait, is this going to be announcement for Grand Theft Auto Six? And it was like, oh no no no, uh, you dealt with it for eight years. Get ready for eight more years of uh read the phone online and i was just like oh oh yeah and then they're gonna follow up with red dead 2 remaster <laughs> yeah that is what they did show like gta 5 is not going away but i feel that in the grand scheme of things sony's press conference they showed more things that i was actually readily excited about like i shouldn't and like microsoft showed things but it was like nothing that was like a known commodity with the exception of fable psychonauts uh halo you know they didn't really show a lot of their own franchises and known stalwart things for xbox but sony came out the gate you know there's a new uh ratchet and clank coming up which i can't even think of the last time i saw ratchet and clank do anything oh you that horrible movie that they made a couple of years ago that had uh robert de niro in it ratchet and clank movie Wait, what? Robert De Niro was in it? Yeah, yeah. It was like straight to Netflix or something. It, it didn't do well. Uh, okay, after I'm going to be honest with you. After this, I may try to see if it's on Netflix because I'm kind of interested in that. I have a soft spot for Ratchet and Clank. But I feel that what they showed, as like if I was a super Sony fan, I can see myself going, yo, I'm really interested in it. Even the casual Sony player that I am, I'm like, okay, I can see myself getting PlayStation 5. Um, and jumping right into it, Mike. Um, what what did what were you what did you like and not like in regards to Sony's uh, presser? Well, let me just say first, I like to address with Sony that they utilize in their press conference uh, this amazing technique, which uh, I'm amazed that they did. That um, like such a follow suit. It's called showing gameplay. <laughs> they actually showed gameplay for the majority of their games. 
the which is amazing and especially with sony in the past with issues with cinemas and gameplay they seem to learn their lesson ratchet clank you saw how smooth it is you saw the transition from world to world which one thing that is shown with the ps5 that the, no loading times so that seems to be something that they're really enticing with this system and the games nice little selection of games they had that space shooter game returnal and then they have that space shooter game, uh, Pragma. I, I, I'll be honest, I thought it was the same game because I saw it was just a girl in space. But anyway, it looks uh, it looks interesting. Then they had that uh, furry game, uh, Volcano High Goodbye. Uh, that, that that looks good. I mean, you know, uh, love for the furries, I guess. Wait, um, wait, 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 stop. Odd world, that's stop, still a thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, Did you just say love for the furries. Well, yeah, uh, there's that uh, some game called Goodbye Volcano High. It was just it looked like B stars and cell shaded and furries. He really is not lying. I I know it's just the way he said it. it. Like I remember seeing that, and in my head, I was like, "Yo, all the furries are hyped. All the furries are hyped." Yeah, man, shoot, uh, you know, I gotta unlock the uh, adults only section, but uh, I don't. <laughs> But yes, uh, uh, back to our thing that, you know, the village, Deathloop, I'm excited for the next Horizon. Uh, I And oh yeah, and I don't know sure if I liked Godfall or not, or I just like the hip hop trailer that they had. Uh, uh, but either way, I'm hyped for that. Uh, but I think so. it's probably the most Sony press conference uh, that they've done, and it should really pat themselves on the back. It's much better than years where they would just show Last of Us 2 and then just walk off yeah. the stage. So, uh. I, I honestly was expecting something along the lines of that for it because I remember, I believe it was actually last year with E3 where they had the whole thing where the first 20 minutes of the press conference was like in a church with them playing acoustic music. They showed everything for the for the Last of Us two, and they said, "Hey, let's walk across the street for everything else." Hey, we had an agreement not to talk about that conference. We had an agreement. All right. Nah, we're gonna, we gonna talk about it. We will not. And the Lord says, pray to Sony. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really I enjoyed Sony's I enjoyed Sony's conference. And one of the things that they did was they didn't give you a moment to breathe. They gave you trailer after trailer after trailer. There was, you know, you had a few people in, introduce themselves, but they kept it brief. Yeah, they, and also one of the things that I liked that they showed different types of games. So they have something for everyone. Um, I'm. Oh yeah, remember that that racing game looked like uh, one part um, Rocket League, one part Overwatch. Uh, it was like Destruction. Destruction All Stars. Actually, looks fun. So yeah, um, Oddworld. You know, it, you know, Oddworld returns. Like that that that's been a thing for a while. Um, I don't really care for Hitman. I'm sorry. I tried. It's just. Unless, unless you want to do, but weren't you one of the biggest Hitman fans in the world? That, that was a long time ago, and I cheated playing the game. So I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, because you have Game Pass. I believe the new Hitman is there because the new Hitman, it plays like the old one, but it's more refined and it's like a top-down shooter type thing with it. I honestly feel like if you got some time, give it a try because um. I tried the first the uh, first iteration of it, the first season, I should say, and it wasn't that bad. Like, they they refined a lot of the whole aspect where there's still a storyline, but now it's more about 
sneaking up on people and killing them and all the different ways you can kill them. Like, you know, and just figuring out different ways to be like, yo, so if I do, it's kind of like Final Destination. Can, triggering traps and trying to do certain things. Like, you could just shoot somebody, but if you can cut this rope and make this rope, make a piano fly into the street and make them fall into a pane of glass, then no, someone oh. still died. That's kind of how so, it is now. Hit me. So Agent 47 is deaf now. He's always been deaf. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of having fun with at work. <laughs> okay, well, if I see a nail gun deaf in the game, then, you know, I'm sold. But yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed the conference. I want to see more of it. Um, I will probably be getting the PS5 first with the Xbox then later, mainly because I want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales. Like, I love the when the Spider-Man game that came out in 2018. Um it, it looks great. I don't know which version I'm going to get, the, the the digital or the one with the CD-ROM. But, yeah, I'm definitely very excited about... I'm excited about both consoles, but I'm really excited about what Sony has to offer to us, um, you know, in the future. And hopefully, hopefully, again, and I'm rooting for both of them to do well. Yeah, it looks like we'll be talking about... We'll be talking about this router versus fridge battle for a while. So, um, with, with that said, what we're going to do right now... Um, to you know, those listening, get, take uh, take this time to tell you a little about a, a little bit about ourselves and what type of gamers we are. That's for myself. Of the three of us, I am the most casual of gamers. Um, yeah, I have, I'm 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 married with uh, I'm married with two little boys, two little loud kids. So what I so basically what I play is basically limited because you know father duties and all that stuff but yeah i'm i'm the most casual of all the gamers i'm more of a third person action uh type of game i will play first person shooters but it has to really wow me because they both seth and mike know how annoying first person shooters are to me at times um seth uh why don't you tell the audience what type of gamer you are uh well i've been gaming probably since i was like the age of three some of the pictures he's hardcore (laughs) some of the earliest pictures i have are like me like playing atari pac-man um i am a try hard to an extent uh i'm a a former achievement whore uh with like a game score former i'm former Dude, you were like the bang bus of achievements. Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike, we had this conversation. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's like I, I, I was expecting him to go in a van and just go up to like games and like, hey, Sneak King, how many achievements you have? And like, <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think I ever finished Sneak King because that game freaked me out. But I mean, in terms of like, I basically, if I really enjoy a game, I will play the hell out of it. Um, I think my gamer score at the moment is over 420K. And that's with me hitting 400K a couple of years ago and actually stopping. Um, I can play almost anything as long as it's enjoyable. But uh, at the moment, I've currently been stuck on Gears of War 5, uh, getting destroyed uh online by uh kids who understand and took the time to learn how to wall bounce and playing apex which is uh as close as i'm gonna get to fortnite battle royale yeah for, yeah currently i'm right now also before i get to you mike i've been playing ghost of tsushima yes. which is a fantastic game um and mlb the show 
Uh, Mike, what are you? Uh, tell the tell the listening audience who you are and what you're into. Gaming wise, gaming wise. Oh, fine. Okay. Well, that just censored me. But anyhow, well, uh, my name is Mike, and the type of games that I like is well, I'll play just about anything. Uh, I'm I am not uh, restrictive to, in terms of games. I'll give anything a shot. Uh, in fact, for N64, one of my favorite games on all time in that system was Volkswagen Beetle Racing. Uh, and for like the Xbox 360, uh, I was like, I think I was the only person that probably purchased Trouble Witches Neo. Why? Uh, so, hey, it's a great game. It's a wonderful shooter. It has a lot of heart and uh, it's very perverted too. So I don't know. <laughs> I didn't make the game. Uh, and, but I would say that I've owned everything from the uh, TurboGrafx-16 to the Virtual Boy. And, uh, yep, I'm, I'm the kind of brand I'm very adventurous in terms of just trying things out and the, but I figure that's where a lot of fun with it. So usually when in terms of gaming, I like to go have a great time, probably my, least favorite genre game is sports games just because i just am terrible at them they and i'm probably the only person that wasn't excited for 2k21 just seeing zion and if and since you know me guys uh, seeing zion on the cover you know hurts me even more for uh for different reasons but i won't get to that now but i'm hoping that that you'll know that Further on, we have all the new consoles, new systems that are coming out. I get to try more crazy, fun games and just let the whole world know when that uh, furry game, Goodbye Volcano High, comes out. I'll give an exclusive first-hand view of the game so that the whole world will know. Uh, I may do a 24-hour stream of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so before we wrap this show up... Um, just, just to remind everybody what games um, you guys are playing. Right now, I said that right now I'm playing MLB The Show, which does my player better than 2K. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I recommend everybody get it. Um, Seth, what, what are you playing and what are you recommending? Right now, I am actually uh, keeping it really casual. I'm playing Gears of War 5 and I'm playing Apex Legends. Uh, if I were going to tell you to play any game right now, I would say definitely play The Last of Us 2, mainly for the fact that uh, the internet at large seems to dislike the game for stylistic choices. Uh, but for the most part, it's actually a very well-made game, regardless of all the little uh, little things that people have to take issue with. Um, I would say it definitely isn't for the faint of heart. Um, and it does tell a very, very aggressive story. But at the end of the day, it is quite a good game and probably uh, in the top 10 for a game of the year. Okay. Uh, Mike, what are, you, what are you playing and what are you recommending? Well, this is probably not a surprise, but I am playing Last of Us 2 as well. And it's kind of, and it's kind of difficult considering that I didn't have the hindsight to plan my marriage and my gaming habits at the same time so so far so i gotta play last of us two in little intervals 
So, and every time when I get far enough in the game, then I have to do husband wife stuff and it kind of deters from it. But as for the game itself, uh, great game story is fine. And I'm doing my best to avoid hearing anything online because I'm hearing people um, upset and then they're putting up spoilers. So I'm doing my best to dodge everything until I beat it. And when I'm not playing Last of Us 2, I'm teaching my wife uh, to game. So I'm having her and I play Cuphead uh, to limited uh, results. And also uh, when she was complaining about dying, I switched over to Knights, which she said is great because it's a nice fun game. It's, it's colorful and nothing kills her. <laughs> right. Well, uh, for, you know, let's, uh, I guess it's time to basically close out the show. I would also give a shout out to our producer who is probably wondering what deal with the devil he made to produce this show. And his name is Teddy Grant. Yeah, he made that deal with King Dice. Why? There you go. (laughs) Why? The question is, why not? All righty. Well, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time when we talk about some things nerd culture.